Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and how are we doing? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your host, your bartender, your mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. We'll see how it goes. And yes, we are still doing our show via internet, but we're doing everything we can to make sure you guys get our show. So guess what? Someone is back. Hi, Paula. How are we doing? Hi. Did you guys miss me? <laughs> there she is. Yes, of course. So do you want to tell everybody why in November, December, you were kind of missing in action? Well, I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is the new and improved Paula. Oh, the mother Paula. The glowing Paula. I am. Oh, my God. She's so amazing, guys. That's awesome. You were just telling us off mic that actually she slept through the night. Yes, yes. Last night was the first night that she slept through the night. And it's not luck. It's no, no. It's training. I know. That's amazing. You were telling me about it. It's like, it's, you have to set up a schedule. It's insane. Yeah. But it's super worth it. And, and, you know, she's doing great. And I love her so much. She's so fantastic. It's not even funny. Well, yeah. Hello. She's a part of you and Justin. She's going to be the best. Yes, she is. That's awesome. We're so happy for you. Thank you so much. Cool. And of course, Mark is here. How are we doing, Mark? I'm doing great down here in the basement in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably in the dark. It's sad oh down my here. God. Can I just say that I missed you guys' voices so much? I'll be in the basement. <laughs> you can find me. That's right. It'd be like a CSI. Bring down the flashlights and try to find Mark. You're not drinking rum, Craig? It's just Mark? No, I'm just drinking a Red Bull. I'm kind of tired. I didn't sleep very well last night, so I'm... Oh, I see. Well, see, normally, uh, for for the listeners, normally we show up at Craig's house and he has these cocktails ready for us. Yeah. So during the recording, we can taste them and we go, hmm, this is really good. Or Paula says, oh, this is too strong. And... Uh, <laughs> But in this case here, we got the script, so I made the cocktail ahead of time. Good for you. And, Good for and you. So, and now I'm enjoying it in the early afternoon in a dark dungeon when it's minus 20 <laughs> outside. This it's is good. Right. So as you guys have noticed, though, we are all in different rooms. We're all different houses. So we are staying safe. We're following all the rules. And we do urge our listeners and followers to do the same because we will get through this. I know it's been frustrating, but if we... Don't follow the rules. This will just keep going on and on and on. Yeah, as I've told people, just because you can see the shore doesn't mean you can stop swimming. We got to keep that's doing right. what we're doing. That is a good, that's a good tip right there. Good analogy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it is frustrating. I mean, we're almost going on a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, you know, me and Norma, we actually just did a COVID birthday this year, this month. So it kind of sucked. We uh, couldn't really go anywhere, but. 
no, we still got a cake. We still had a candle on it. And we still had presents and things. So, but you know, I mean, it's not the same having family over. Yeah, it's for sure. Very different. You know what I mean? So, but happy sure. birthday. It's been a oh. couple of days, right? It was this 22nd? Yes, it's on the 22nd. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Had our, I had my birthday. Yeah. So, it was funny. I was just mentioning, like, uh, to off, off mic here was that my friend of mine, was quick to point out that I'm one year away from a senior citizen discount. Wow, that is uh, a really up-moving way of saying happy birthday to yourself. And now all of our <laughs> listeners know that you're old. Good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah, but Mark beats me, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I get a real senior discount. Anyway, guys, so let's go on to the show. Something a little more happy and upbeat than COVID. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm I'm anxious to say this, Craig. Say it. What are we talking about today, Craig? Is it something that I would like? Well, I don't know because I can't make it for you. So uh, next time I see you, I'll make it though. So we are going to do a tiki classic called the Myrtle Bank Punch. Isn't Myrtle a beach? No, it's not Myrtle Beach. It's Myrtle Bank, which is actually Ooh. located in Jamaica. And it's inside the Kingston Jamaica. District. Jamaica. A place I would love to be right about now. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. One of the cool things, though, in my research is that it's actually near the Port Royal District, or what used to be Port Royal. And if you go back to our pirate episode... You will know the Port Royal is where Captain Morgan actually retired and became the governor of Jamaica. Died there, and then an earthquake happened um, about two or three months after his death. Port Royal from the earthquake broke off and went into the ocean. So it doesn't oh, exist no. anymore. That's awful. Yeah, but the cool thing is Jamaica's looking into doing some underwater tunnels. And so it'll be like a tourist attraction. it be almost like Atlantis yeah. underwater. That's probably what they're going for in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Thing. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here, but underwater tunnels in a place that had earthquakes? Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How safe could that be? Uh, what's the worst, what, what's what's the worst the, that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> what else is it? You got Captain Morgan's ghost down there somewhere. <laughs> so tell us about this drink. How did it start? Okay, so let's talk about the origin of this drink. So Don and Trader Vic both had versions of this drink on their menus back in the 40s. But they are not the ones who created it. They actually got the inspiration when they visited the part, sorry, patio bar at Myrtle Bank Hotel. Now, the theory is that both these guys don't have the original recipe. And what they did is they kind of reverse engineered it. We talked about that before with Jeff Beach Bumberry or even bartenders in general. I do it myself, reverse engineering, where which means that you taste something and you kind of narrow down all the ingredients. And then all you have simply have to do is figure out the combinations of how much amount of each ingredient you're going to put into the drink. So both these guys went there, tried the drink out, which was created back in the 20s and 30s in the hotel, and made their own versions of this drink. Wow. Tell me more about this hotel. Yeah, so this is a very famous hotel in Jamaica. It was built in the mid-1800s and is owned by a Scotsman. I don't know what, how a Scotsman got involved in this, but okay, whatever. Uh, James Gale, who converted it from a shipyard, that's what it was originally, into a selective boarding house. 
So when Gail died, though, the property actually was acquired or taken over by the government, uh, not passed down to the rest of his family, unfortunately. Oh, government took it? I guess that's kind of sad in a way. Yeah, exactly. So this hotel actually has had quite the tragic history since it's been built. I, I think in the first two years after it was built, it, it had some issues and foundations and stuff like that. So they had to rebuild it. And then, then in 1907, because of an earthquake, it was destroyed and it had to be reconstructed in 1918. Unbelievably, it's gone through two earthquakes and two fires. One was in 1966 which is one of the most spectacular blazes ever in, in Kingston history. So the place completely burnt down to the ground and they wow. had to rebuild it. That is unbelievable. I think it's funny when I read this, actually, because I'm sure we've all seen it, right? You watch the news in Florida where they have the hurricanes go through and they take out people's houses. And I remember watching one with Norma last year, and this guy was on it, and he's like, oh, yeah, the, you know, my house has been destroyed. I'm going to rebuild it. No big deal. This is only the third time we rebuilt it. And I'm thinking, and I'm looking at Norma, I said, why would you stay in a location? I mean, I know it's Florida, but why would you stay in an area where clearly your house has been torn down three times? It's the same as the Tornado Alley. I can't you know I mean? understand why people still live in the Tornado Alley. Exactly. Move. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's in California, the fires. You hear people like, oh, my house burnt down for the second time. Like, move. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what is so precious to that area? You feel like, no, I got to rebuild. That's like, I got to stay here. I got to keep it up. Yeah, all these places with annual flooding. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, let's buy a house here. No. Come on, people. So after telling me all this story, what does that have to do with the drink? What is in this drink? Tell me. Yeah, so let's talk about two different recipes. So we just talked about Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic. So we're going to do both of their recipes. Who's first? Okay, so let's do Trader Vic's. Trader Vic's I did first because his is a little more simplistic. It's got more ingredients than the other one. So, and it's a little easier to make. His recipe is an ounce and a half of Lemon Heart 151 rum. Now, you don't have to have Lemon Heart 151 rum to make this drink. You can use any 151 if you want. Mark, what 151s do you have on hand? What do I have? I have the Bacardi, but that's more for cleaning gasoline off parts. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a whole bunch of the Lemon Heart 151. I found a stash okay. a number of years ago, so I have quite a bit of it. Now, you can use the 151. I think uh, Gosling's makes a 151. And if you and if you can get the Hamilton, that's going to be there. But if you can't get the 151s, mm -hmm. try and get a Demerara rum because that's the flavor you're going for as well. Yeah. I actually have the Lemon Heart, the Gosling, and I do have the Bacardi 151. And by the way, if you have a full bottle of Bacardi 151, don't crack it because they don't make it anymore. So it's going to go up in value. And you can't take it on an airplane. Yes. That's right. It's considered an explosive. So you cannot take it on an airplane. <laughs> Why would I have a feeling that Mark would take down a plane with a bottle of rum? If you have to do it <laughs> to get the rum home, you have to do it. See, but that's exactly what I'm thinking. How do you bring it then? You don't. You have to find some distributor that sells it here. You do remember the movie with Tom Hanks, right? In the FedEx plane? Yeah. Yeah. Castaways, yeah. that was the one with Tom Hanks. What he does, he puts a clock in a box and then ships it to himself and wants to see how long it takes to get to him. Well, and then he had a little problem in the middle. Well, Wilson, I love the Wilson. Day, didn't he? Wilson! 
Wilson! Wilson! Oh, he's fantastic. Okay, carry on with the recipe. Yeah, back to the recipe. So we're going to do the ounce and a half of Lemon Heart 151. We're going to do a third of an ounce of Maraschino liqueur. You can either do the Luxardo one, which is a little more tart, or you can do the bowls, which I have as well. It's a little sweeter. It's more sugar-based. So depending on your taste, go either way. And half ounce of lime juice, a teaspoon of white sugar. I would probably just use a simple syrup. That way you just don't have to worry about dissolving sugar. But, you know, it's all up to you. This is the original recipe, so that's why it says the sugar. And then a teaspoon of grenadine. So how do you put this? Do you shake it? Do you stir it? Do you put it in a hat? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh my God, I missed that. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to dissolve the sugar and the lime juice in the shaker. Um, and then, or if you're using the simple syrup, just put the simple syrup and the lime juice in the shaker. You're going to add the rum and the grenadine. You're going to shake that well. And then you're going to strain that into a rocks glass with crushed ice. And then you're going to float the cherry liqueur on top. This is actually like a take on a daiquiri. Yeah, you think about it, Exactly. Actually, my research, that what they were calling it, the Jamaican daiquiri. Oh, there you go. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Except for the grenadine, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I took a course in uh, our little class in making daiquiris, and they did the uh, the sugar and the sugar syrup methods. And uh, yeah, you do the dry shake with the sugar, and or you do the sugar syrup, and uh, both work. You end up with daiquiris either way. So uh, your choice. So what did you think, like, um, texture-wise, from the sugar to the simple syrup? Like, when Well, what they did with out? the class there is uh, Scotty did this. He's one of the, the faces on the OFTD Hamilton there. At any rate, the, um, he has uh, mm-hmm. a bar over in Paris called Dirty Dicks. Any rate, but I digress. Any rate, <laughs> he, um, he did it. Uh, you make a daiquiri with the sugar syrup, then you make a daiquiri with the sugar, mm-hmm. and then you decide which one you like better. Mm-hmm. I, it turned out that I liked the one with just the granular sugar. And then the guy beside me, he preferred the one with the sugar syrup. So it all depends on personal taste. Mm-hmm. And all you do is you just put it in the shaker, like okay. your instructions say, and just keep shaking until you, you can mm-hmm. tell that it's no longer granular. You just put the lime juice in it and just right. shake away. And then, then you put in your ice and your. Right. See, I was thinking for me, simple syrup, because when I'm at the bar and making drinks and I have to make them fast and quick and efficient, doing the sugar process, like when I do an old fashioned, just doesn't work because A, it, t- it takes time. And two, I usually find that it gets a little more granule, like it's like a little more gritty. I think also, too, you see in these movies there with the uh, the bartenders with their uh, making their old fashions there with the, with, the, with the spoon and everything. There's nobody else at the bar. The place yeah, isn't packed. Right, they're, yeah. they're just doing the stirring. Thing. How you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Huh? Instant town, yeah, just in town. You know, then they add the bitters and the liquor, and, like, and then they pass the the drink over. There's no fourteen hundred people waiting for a drink behind them. Exactly. So, Craig, do you have yes. any recommendations for this drink? Yeah. So one of the things that it mentioned in the recipe is the crushed ice. And because it is a high level alcohol content in this drink, you want to use the crushed ice because one is going to dissolve. And then that's the water part of the equation when it comes to cocktails. And then also two, it's going to chill it and keep it colder longer. So when you chill a spirit, it actually takes away the bite. So it doesn't seem as harsh. That's why you see a lot of people will chill their vodka in their freezer because when they go to drink it, it's not as harsh on this, on the pilot. Uh, I think Mark, you said something about tequila. Always have a bottle of tequila in the freezer. Always. 
I've never seen that before, but yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah. Well, we learned that when we were in Mexico, um, the guy there at the bar, he actually ha- keeps his, uh, uh, tequila in the fridge. So when he serves shots, you can go bang right away and you go, Hey, that doesn't hurt. And uh, it makes a big difference. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another one. In fact, in uh, I, I think that's the key, right? It says, like, "Here, I have two more." Yeah, that's funny. So, uh, it, what's in Don's then? All right, so Don the Beachcombers. Actually, I know what's in Don's. Could you tell the listeners what's in Don's? <laughs> because uh, we get the, drink, normally right. see. Normally, what happens is we go to Craig's place, and he has these drinks waiting for us there. And so while we're sitting here listening or talking and discussing it, we can taste it for the first time. But because we're COVIDed apart, um, I we got the recipe, so I made one this morning, and uh, this is the one I made. So let can you tell the listeners what's in it then? For sure, I noticed that Mark said it in the morning. That sounds about right. <laughs> it was light out <laughs> before we went to the back cave. Here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, yes, Mark is actually transmitting from your basement. <laughs> and it actually, uh, he calls the Batcave because it's all Batman. It's all about Batman, nothing else. I am Batman. I am Batman. All right, <laughs> all right let's go through the recipe. Okay, so this is the one that Mark made, and he kind of gives uh, his feedback on it. it. Is an ounce and a half of dark Jamaican rum. Uh, what Jamaican rum did you use for that, Mark? I used the Ontario LCBO, whatever edition of the Myers. They call Myers, it Myers yes. Plantation Punch or something like that. That's right. It's now called Myers Plantation Punch. It used to be called just Myers Rum, I think. And, and uh, you can't get it anymore. They don't, it doesn't exist anymore. No, we can't uh, for people in Ontario. Sad face again. We can't get the Karuba or the Myers here. So we don't have any of that dark Jamaican rum. All right. So back to the recipe. Uh, so we did an ounce and a half of the dark Jamaican rum. I did a three quarters ounce of, of gold Jamaican rum. I know that would normally be Appleton for you, Mr. Mark. Yeah, but sadly, um, the Covidian times, I'm out of Appleton. So I, can, I only go out once, like a once a week. So I'll have to stock up. But I used uh, Smith and Cross because I have a bunch. There you go. That's a good choice too. Yeah, it's a little bit higher octane on that one. So it's good. <laughs> like that word, octane. That sounds harsh already. <laughs> it really does. Okay, so we're also going to do three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, three quarter ounces of grapefruit juice. I take it that's white grapefruit. Yep, I, I actually had one left over, so I used that. There you go. I know, and it is, it's a rare thing to have around, especially this time of year, white grapefruit. So you have to preserve it when you get it in the summertime. Didn't you talk about freezing ice cubes one time? Yes, um, I have some in the freezer. If you do get the white grapefruits, what you do is you put them in the, you get a nice ice cube tray, one that holds a one ounce ice cube and uh, you just fill it up and then you freeze it. Then you take them out of there and put them in a freezer bag. And so then every cube is a one ounce of white grapefruit juice. There you go. Good tip. Okay. And then uh three quarter ounce of honey syrup, which is a one to one ratio. And Mark, you have a good suggestion for this one. If you want to make it on the fly. Yeah, I have a, just a little tiny uh, syrup bottle, and I fill it like halfway with honey and then rest the way with very, very, very hot water, and then just close the lid and just shake, 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 shake. And, shake uh, your booty. There you go. Yeah, fill your song in there or whatever. whatever, whatever. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, and you just keep shaking it until it's completely dissolved and you now have honey syrup. Ta-da! Ta-da! 
That's awesome. I'm going to use that tip for, for something totally different, like for like a little dressing I like to make on the salad, like honey mustard. Oh, there you go. I'm totally going to use that. That's a good tip. Yeah. No, for sure. For all you people out there who, who cook as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the water has to be really hot though. Yeah. Because what you, normally you're supposed to put the honey in the microwave and heat it up and they get the water stirred around and that kind of stuff. To me, it's just, I put it in there, it gets really, really, really hot water and like close to boiling, if not boiling, and way go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, three quarter ounce of soda water and then two dashes of bitters. There we I go. I like this drink. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It's really good. Well, it's got the, I like the, uh, the tartness of the citrus in here and it's not very sweet at all. And then of course it's, it's got booze power, which is a good thing. And uh, so, yeah, I really like the drink. But one thing I couldn't help notice is that it's so completely different than the other drink. Mm -hmm. It is. The other one's uh, essentially a 151 swizzle or a, uh, or a daiquiri. And this one's yep. a, um, a citrus drink. You know, so it's like. It's true. Those, those two guys, Don and Vic. Well, think because they reversed engineered it. So to them, this is what they tasted. Yeah. But the one of the things you noticed, Mark, when you're talking about this off mic is that it's very easy to make this drink because of the measurements. Yeah, if you just get out your uh, your measuring uh, cup there and uh, you get your three-quarter ounce one, and it's just two of the Jamaican, one of the Jamaican, one of the lime, one of the grapefruit, one of the honey syrup, and one of the soda water. So it's just three-quarters, 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 three-quarters. It's great. Very easy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You can crack these puppies out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. Okay, well, is it shake and stir? We talked about that already. No, so what we're going to do is shake this with ice and then the shaker, and then you're going to strain this into a tall Collins glass with crushed ice. The garnish on this is going to be three cherries on a skew, just like the three dots on the dash we've talked about before, and three pineapple leaves. Interesting, interesting. Oh, that would be pretty. Pineapple leaves are kind of hard to find. Well, you got to have a pineapple. <laughs> they would also be super big on the on the cup, wouldn't they? No, just the leaves. You're not taking like the whole top of the pineapple on there. You're just taking three of the leaves and then you kind of put them together and fan them out like playing cards and put them in. See, I, I'm not a big pineapple person, so I don't remember the size of the pineapple leaves. I've always been told to stay away from them. So I'm guessing the pineapple leaves are not that big. No, they're they're lengthy, but they're not wide. No. Okay. Thank that helped me. And for all of our listeners out there, the reason why she's been away from pineapple, because at the beginning of this whole, when we were recording, she thought she was allergic to pineapple, and now I think she's pretty well figured out she's not. Yeah. Your mom lied to you. Nowadays, she says that she never <laughs> told me that ever, and I'm like, okay, whatever. She's lying to you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These lies just keep appearing. As a new parent, you'll get used to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's called white lies. So it's not lying. It's like I told Justin that we will lie to our daughter saying that we are allergic to certain foods and that's why we don't eat it, not because we're picky eaters. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask, have you guys ever told a white lie to your significant other? I mean, I'm sure we all have, right? Yeah. Okay. This is being recorded, so no, not ever. <laughs> This is true. I forgot. I forgot they do listen. <laughs> now, come on, Mark. You got to admit, there's a time where she, your wife brings out two dresses and says, which one's better? Or do I look really good in this? And you have to go, sure. Yes. That, that I works. disagree 100% with that statement. <laughs> but that's what guys do. Like, 
I told him already, if it looks ridiculous, you let me know. I, I don't want other people thinking I look ridiculous, too. So you tell me the truth. True. Do not lie to me when I'm asking, do you like this outfit? That's the one time you don't lie. If the makeup is ridiculous, you tell me. If the hair is ridiculous, you tell me. If the clothes is ridiculous, you tell me. There you go. So for all you husbands out there, exactly, don't do tell it. the truth. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a sad sound. Didn't ring the. Oh, okay. Back to what are we talking about again? I I lost. And uh, the crushed ice. Why and how to get it if you don't have well, a fridge? Let's say if you're Paula, you have a fridge for this. There's it's all a good. bunch of people that have a fridge for this. Not, not just me. I don't know them. I just know your fridge. And I'm so jealous. It's just like crushed ice out of a fridge? No. What? It's like sliced bread? What? It's not just in my house. You can actually go and buy it, right? <laughs> I know, but let's go through some of the simple processes you can do. Uh, a couple things that I have here in my house for crushed ice is a Lewis ice bag, which is a canvas bag. Basically, beat the crap out of it, and that's that works. It's good uh, to build muscle, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Especially if you have a party and you've got all kinds of people at your house. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to be here all day banging away. Making noise. I was going to say, if you have polynormal over, you have to do it in the garage because you don't want to interrupt the conversation. Well, if you have a party, you have to do it outside, too, because you're going to be making noise. That's true. It's true. Yeah, you can you can use a regular hammer, but what you could get, get go to a kitchen store or whatever and get a tenderizer, those wooden mallet things. Just use that. Try not to use the, the the pointy side, though. Just use the other side. Exactly. The pointy side will probably make a, a real mess of the canvas bag in a hurry. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and so what are some other ones there, Mark, that you've, we've talked about before? Well, you can get the uh, the manual ice crushers. Uh, you can either go out and find a vintage one. Uh, they're available on eBay or if we ever get to go to flea markets again. And um, they just, they're hand cranks. They're great. One way for fine, one way uh, for heavier crush. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a, uh, couldn't get them here. We got it through the States. Uh, the company's called Warring. They make all kinds of kitchen devices. And I got a Warring Pro ice crusher. And it's really great for uh, making a fair amount of ice. It has a dump a dumpster you put it in and everything. It's great. Uh, the other suggestion I also have for crushed ice is not to do too much of it in a blender because one, you're gonna break, you're gonna wear down your blades in your blender. But also two is that by the time you crush ice, the top layer of the ice that's in there, the bottom is just gonna be yeah. slush. Yeah, blenders aren't good for that. Blenders no. are good for blending. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Crushers are good for crushing. See, this is really easy when you talk like that. That's <laughs> right. Did you know? I did I not. Did not. <laughs> As you see in the last show, Mark had to go, I did not, I did not, I did not. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he by himself. So I was like, all right, Aww, I'll play three sad. people. <laughs> all right, so one of the things we mentioned in this uh, episode so far is Myrtle Bank Hotel, but also, too, uh, there's a Myrtle Bank rum that actually is produced in Jamaica. And so let's give you some information about that. What? What? They make their own rum? <laughs> so it started as an estate spirit produced by the famous Worthy Park Estate Distillery in the heart of Jamaica. So what makes this, is this any more unique than any other rum? 
So it actually is a very unique rum for a couple of reasons, and we'll go through it here. It's how it's produced. So they do use what's called the copper pot stills process for distilling it. Uh, the process has been around for over a couple hundred years, and it's not used a lot in rum making anymore. Um, you will see it more in the moonshine. So if you watch any old movies or you see on TV moonshiners, that's exactly what a pot still is. It's that copper, big, huge tank. It's got some coils on it. It's got some steam coming out somewhere. That's the process they use to make this rum. Instead, a lot of companies have gone to the column still, which is basically a much more efficient way of making a mass production of something, also faster uh, in that process. So that's, I mean, that's another way that's unique. And also, too, is that the rum is actually put in old bourbon barrels, which we've talked about before in rums, but it also gets shipped to UK where it actually sits there and, and spends a decade being aged. That's really cool. I don't have, I had to, to walk out of the room. I don't have my script on me. So, Mark, please say my lines. <laughs> okay. Shaken or stirred. Oh, no, that was before. Not <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That> even close. <laughs> so, why would they ship it uh, to the UK? So, why the reason why they ship it to the UK is because in the tropical heat of Jamaica, it loses a lot, we call the angel share in the barrel, which means that's a percentage that evaporates in the barrel. Uh, also, too, the tangents expand and contract in and out of the wood over the years, and so it gets a different flavor, which we see a lot of times in Jamaican rum, like that funk flavor. So when they ship it over to UK, the environment or the climate there is a lot different, and so it gets less angel share. So in other words, they lose less rum that way. Uh, but also, too, it also starts to age more like a fine single malt scotch um, in that unique way that it has more oak in it. So the notes that come out of it are fruits, ripe banana, uh, oak, vanilla, and coca. So also, too, one of the reasons things that makes it unique is that they don't add any coloring or any sugar to alter the appearance or the flavor of this product. And it's also bottled at 120 proof. So other rums are bottled at 80 proof, which means 40% ABV. Now, this rum is actually proofed at 120, which means in the bottle it's 60 ABV. So it's a higher content. Mm, I like that. <laughs> rums like no high power rums there. They can uh, they get a lot more flavor. They're not they're not distilled or not watered, literally watered down. Exactly. Yeah, as people don't know, um, when all spirits come out of the distilling process, they're 160 proof, which is 80% alcohol, ABV. They actually have to add water to it to bring it down to 40. Also, too, we've talked about on the show, if you want to know more about rums, we do have a rum tasting show. Go to our website and check it out. There's now 20 different rums we've done in the last two years, so there's lots of stuff there to check out. So this must be kind of pricey going back and forth across the Atlantic. So how much does it cost anyways? Yeah. So because of all the transport process and the limited amount of bottles they make, it is a premium price. So looking it up, I found it's around about $100 US. So that would be about $150 Canadian. Wow. On that note, yes. yeah, so that is the show. So lots of information there about the Myrtle Bank Hotel, the cocktail, and the rum. Lots of stuff there. I know that uh, Mark is now going to be doing some research to find this rum. By the way, this only makes 600 bottles per batch. So good luck, Mark. <laughs> yes, good luck. Wait a minute.
Oh, and he's done the drink. Oh, got to make another one. Oh, no. And thus ends the episode. That's right. <laughs> right on time. There we go. So let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.keycentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. All one word. And yes, on that page, you will find all the information to this episode, the recipe to this episode, and some cool video links that I'm going to add on there as well. Um, some pictures. So you'll see exactly how the drink should be laid out. And uh, so we also do have our episode and recipe page, which is very easy to navigate through. Uh, you click on the link, it brings you down to where you want to go. And then you want to go back to the top of the page. You click on the arrow in the bottom right-hand corner, brings you right back to the top of the page. Super easy. We do have a cool link page. So the book that I used for the research on this show was the Jeff the Beach Bomberry's Potions of the Caribbean. It's there and lots of cool stories. I always notice with Jeff Beach Bomberry, his books, there's so many stories, hey Mark, that he talks about. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's like the Potions of the Caribbean is just and and uh, what was the other book he did too where he Safari. Did, yeah, same thing. He just traveling and learning drinks and discovering, investigating like Indiana Jonesing and uh Yeah, he'd be like the tiki Indiana Jones. Yeah, and uh it's a horrible job. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> 10 years of research. <laughs> not jealous at all, and not in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no. He's, he's a cool guy. I mean, well, think about it. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had all these all these recipes. So I know. Glad he did his research. Yeah. Speaking of which, the uh, if you have a few million bucks in your hip pocket there, the Maikai is for sale. Oh, no. Isn't it? Yes. Uh, the Fort Lauderdale one? Well, that's the only one. That's sad. It's like one of the oldest tiki bars on the planet. Yeah, it may not be a, like that sad a tale because they just need so much money to fix it after the damage from the flood that they're looking for a partner. They'll get one. Yeah, well, they say that the uh, the biggest thing they have going for them is the uh, the possible licensing of the Maikai and the drinks. Mm-hmm. If they could outsource that to like a whole bunch of different bars or whatever, uh, that could be worth a ton of money right there. So they're looking for a partner more than they're looking for somebody to turn it into apartment buildings. So, so also we do have a, let's go on a little more upbeat note, uh, a subscribe page. So please do subscribe to the show. Please. Now we'll give you Mark. (laughs) No, we will not. What? I am not on board with giving Mark. Oh, she's like, I give up Mark, guys. Sorry. No, no, I do not. I'll give you up, but not Mark. Oh. Oh. Would there be the the Paula Mark show? Is that what it is? I think we can pull it off, right, Mark? (laughs) Yeah, you and me. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, we can do episodes from your dad's bar. He would really like you. Oh, I'm sure he would. Yeah. I think I can handle another Kashasha. That would be awesome. That would be good. Oh, yeah. Uh, five more, please. It's always five more. I've always noticed that with him. Anyway, folks, so we're going to go off and make some drinks. I know Mark is for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go off and make a beverage. Polly, you to go off to, I guess, the well, newborn. I'm, I'm making drinks inside of me as we speak, and I'm going to give her a drink right now. Oh, there you go. She has her own facility. All right, there we go. Yes, I have become the milk lady. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's something you want to be known for. I mean, uh, yeah, but for now, that's that's what it is. I'm sure you agree. It's it, when you're a parent, especially at the beginning, it's just an amazing experience. Oh, I'm just, loving it. I'm I'm treasuring every second of it. Yeah, and it goes flies by so quick. It does. It really does. Yeah, everyone says that. So I'm making sure that I 
capture everything. And then they open up their clothes drawer and they find an attitude in there. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's this? Oh, it's an attitude. There we go. Yep. That is like, it's not cool to hang out with your dad anymore. No. no. Oh, I hate that stage. Dad, my friends, I don't want to be seen with you. Yeah, drop me off at the corner. Exactly, yes. And there's just two possible words that come out of their mouth. Either you or cool. Exactly. All right, so she's got to go off and do some work. And uh, me and Mark are off to drink. And thank you for listening, folks. And stay tuned to the next episode. Bye! Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? It's staring at an office wall. <laughs> I mean, I got a map, but that's all I got. <laughs> Oh, you're lucky to have a map. When I was a child... When I was a child, I had to walk in three feet of snow, you know? We just had a wall with no map.